0: Sibling Rivalry Do you have an experience of sibling rivalry that you remember? When I was young, my brother and I would race off of the school bus to the front door as fast as we could so that our friends on the school bus could see who was the fastest. Would it be me or him? If, by rare occurrence, he was winning... It never failed that somehow my backpack would fly off of my back and hit him to slow him down. (laughs) Some competitiveness between siblings can be fun. I have friends that are grown adults with their own children, but it's so funny they all still compete to show each other that they are their mom's favorite child it's quite a fiasco on Facebook at times, seeing their photos with her and a hashtag that says winning. (laughs) We all know what that means when we see it. It may be a picture of, uh, someone with her at a Braves game or someone dropping off, um, some food from a restaurant, but they'll, they'll be the picture there and there'll be the hashtag winning. And so we all know what that means. And it's just hilarious, um, to me because it, It's always ensued by picture comments from the other siblings or uh, comments defending that they are indeed still the favorite. And it's just such a good, clean fun for me to indulge in. And, And I enjoy and laugh every time I see that hashtag. There can be rivalry between brothers and sisters in Christ, just as there is in every other family. And we must be careful, brothers and sisters, to see that it is good-natured fun, like my friends, and not rooted in jealousy or bitterness. Luke ten thirty-eight through 42 says, Now it came to pass as they went, that he entered a certain village, he being Jesus. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about with much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, do you not even care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be be taken away from her. I'm sure that you've heard this story many times, but the Lord gave me the ability to see it through a lens that I haven't looked through before. There is something I've noticed myself from the Marthas in my life. Sometimes what starts out as service for the love of Jesus for some people becomes a gratifying and satisfying, look how good I am. In essence, could Martha's words be interpreted a different way? Could they be more like, Jesus, quit talking to Mary and giving her your attention. Look at me. Do you see what all I'm doing? Do you see how important I am? Do you see all the work I'm doing? She's not even lifting a finger. Notice me, Jesus. Look at me. Could it be that Martha was jealous? Jesus plainly said that she was troubled and worried over many things. He knew her heart, and he spoke directly to it. He said that Mary had chosen the good thing. Listen, there was nothing but Martha in the way of Martha sitting at the feet of Jesus and hanging on his every word. She could have been right there beside Mary. But she had decided that her duties were more important. And if she couldn't have Jesus' attention, then Mary should not have it either. Now, this was the same Mary that would later pour out her costly alabaster box of ointment on Jesus, anointing him for his burial. Was it here at this time at his feet that she learned what was to come and knew to honor him before his death? It very well could have been. The women were the last to leave the cross and the first to be at the tomb. It seems that they listened to details that Jesus gave more intently than the men had. Mary had chosen the good part. Jesus said he would not take it away from her. Have you ever met a Martha? I don't mean Martha by name, but someone that you would classify as a Martha. A good person, a hard-working person. But good as long as you weren't perceived as better than them. Martha was trying to make herself look better by showing all of her work in comparison to Mary. But Jesus saw the heart of the matter. It is human nature and a work of the flesh to tear others down in order to make oneself look better. There's an old saying that says, you don't make your candle shine any brighter by blowing out someone else's. All you've done is simply made the room darker for everyone. Hebrews twelve, fourteen and fifteen says make every effort excuse me, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. No bitter root. I think so many women especially that there's a root of bitterness that grows up and if it ever starts growing and you don't cut it off and you don't dig it up, it causes trouble and it defiles you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 says, For you... Are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another. And quarrel with one another. Doesn't that prove that you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? If we're quarreling with each other. If we're arguing. If we're jealous of one another. We're no different than the world around us. That's not what we've been called to be. James chapter 4 verse 11 says Brothers and sisters This isn't just a women's problem Men do it too but I will tell you I think us us women have got it down To a science Brothers and sisters do not slander One another Anyone who speaks against A brother or sister Or judges them Speaks against the law and judges it When you judge the law You are not keeping it but sitting In judgment on it or not to slander. We put ourselves in, in a, a place of um, where we, a place we don't want to be when we slander and judge other people. Now there is something called judging people by their fruit, knowing their fruit, examining uh, my old pastor would call it being a, a fruit inspector. That's discernment. but making a harsh judgment on somebody um, or slandering somebody has no place in the house of God. Sibling rivalry in the faith is not a good thing. Think of the wonderful demonstrations through the Bible of siblings looking after one another. Uh, when I was younger and I first started reading the Bible, Andrew was always my favorite disciple. Um, and I, I now I, I'm not sure that that still holds true, but when I was younger, I just, I loved Andrew um, and... The reason being, Andrew met Jesus first. And when he met Jesus, he felt compelled to go get Peter, his brother, and bring him there. Andrew didn't just keep Jesus all to himself. He didn't uh, forget about his brother and forget about everybody else. He, He said he wanted to go get his brother and bring him to this good thing. Friends, we should all want to share the goodness of God that we find with our brothers and sisters. This is not a competition. The goal is to help one another make it home. Not which one is the best. The disciples had the same problem. In Luke 22, verses 24 through 27, it says, A dispute, that means some arguing and quarreling, A dispute also arose among the disciples as to which of them would be considered the greatest. So Jesus declared The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those in authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you shall not be like them. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who leads like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who reclines at the table, or the one who serves is it not the one who reclines but yet i am among you as one who serves jesus set the example jesus washed the feet of the disciples he was a, he had a servant's heart he came to serve serving is a good thing martha was following in jesus's example by serving But she wanted to lord it over her sister. Just like he said we're not to do. She wanted to lord it over her sister who had been serving. Mary had been serving. She'd been there all day doing the same thing. But she decided to spend a little time with Jesus and get the dishes later. She didn't want to put Jesus. um, Martha didn't want to put Jesus ahead of the dishes. And in order to not feel bad about that, she decided to tear her sister Mary down to make herself feel better. Be careful, friends, not to follow her example. Don't tear others down because you feel like you aren't getting the attention you deserve. Stop the competition and go sit at the feet of Jesus. And if by chance you happen to be a Mary, not a Martha, but a Mary, and you're happily serving and making time to be in close quarters with Jesus, (laughs) listen, don't be surprised when the Marthas get upset and start calling you out and trying to belittle you in front of the people who matter to you. Remember and take comfort that Jesus looks at the heart and he knows what your intentions are. He will defend you. Stay at his feet and learn from him. Gaze upon his beauty. And when you're instructed by him to get up, then your service will carry much more meaning and be done in greater joy. And that service will be a pleasure to you to complete and not a worrisome burden like Martha. Examine yourself and see if there is any sibling rivalry in your heart. And if there is, take it to Jesus and let Him show you the good part to choose. God bless you, friends.